Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listeners Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, May 13th, 2017, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Lawrence Taylor. And I'm Kim Ji-eun, and we'll be right back. Hi, Lawrence. Hi, Jian. Happy Saturday. Yeah, happy Saturday to you. Mm-hmm. How are you today? Good. I have been waiting for this day for a long time, so I am very happy. Already? Why particularly today? I actually should let our listeners know I'll be going on a vacation soon. Mm, so that's I, right. Yes, I have asked Karen, our good friend Karen Choi, to cover for me while I'm gone. So all our listeners who are, of course, great fans of Karen, who's been hosting, who had hosted this show for quite some time, uh, will be able to hear her voice again. So I know I'm leaving my seat in good hands. So... Yes, I am happy that today has finally come. <laughs> Can I ask where you're going? I'm going to visit my sister who lives in New York. Ah, very nice. Yeah, and nice. then I'll be swinging by um, uh, where I went to school, uh, which is Vancouver, Canada. Mm, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. I've never been to New York, so I'm jealous, actually. Ah, uh, I'll show you lots of pictures. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it seems like we've been talking about special days for weeks in a row, but there's actually another one coming up just around the corner. Oh, that's right. Uh, May 15th is Teacher's Day in Korea. That's right. On this day, we express our gratitude to our teachers. I remember when I was little and I was going to school here, we'd have special ceremonies where students sing to the teachers and also give them carnations and cards. Uh, It would also be a good day for former students to pay a visit to their former teachers. That's right. And many people do just that too. Well, you're probably too far from your old school right now, but if you could visit an old teacher, who would it be? Are there any particularly memorable teachers from your school days? Uh, Yeah, I particularly remember one philosophy teacher uh, Mm. in my high school days. Uh, He was a very good teacher, but also probably one of the kindest men you ever meet. So oh. he's a very, very nice guy. Uh, what about you? Well, just a couple from high school myself, too. Unfortunately, my former band teacher, who had been my absolute favorite teacher, uh, he passed away while I was in college. But my photography teacher, I actually still keep in touch with him. And I do visit him whenever I do go back to Vancouver. And he's even visited Korea a couple of times himself. So I got to show him around a little bit, too. Mm, sounds very good. Uh, is there a Teacher's Day in Canada as well? You know, I actually could not remember. So I had to look it up, and it looks like Canada just observes World Teacher uh, World Teachers Day, which is on October fifth. Right, but uh, World Teachers Day is more meant for commemorating teachers' organizations around the world, uh, rather than having the students show their appreciation to their current or old teachers. Uh, So I guess that's a bit different. I guess so. And I did stumble upon some interesting facts while looking this up, though. Uh, Really? What's that? Well, the Teacher's Day in Colombia and Mexico also fall on May 15th for different reasons. I believe this date is linked to two different patron saints in these two countries. Hmm, Okay, but that makes me wonder, why was May 15th designated as Teacher's Day in Korea then? Well, of course, we don't have patron saints in this country. But apparently it wasn't the date when Teacher's Day was first established in 1963. At 
first, May 26th, was chosen as Teacher's Day. But two years later, organizers decided to change the date to match that to the birthday of King Sejong the Great, who, of course, is the creator of the Korean writing system, Hangul. Mm, I guess that does make the day seem uh, even more meaningful then. Right. And also in Malaysia, Teacher's Day falls on May 16th. So I thought that was an interesting coincidence as well. Well, wherever they may be, teachers are, of course, an integral part of all societies and communities around the world. Uh, We would not be who we are today without them. And also, of course, our future depends on the pupils they teach today. So I'd just like to wish uh, all teachers around the world a big thank you wherever they may be. Yes, and thank you very much for taking on the initiative and also the heavy responsibilities and for choosing to help people grow. Happy early Teacher's Day, everyone. Now we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with this week's letters and reports, so don't go away. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. Okay, it's now time for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some fantastic handwritten, typed up and emailed comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners. And we'll share some of those with you on this program. We'll start with the lovely message we received from listener ISN Murthy of India. He sent us an email recently saying, As a regular World Service listener for 30 years, I am happy to tell you that during those years, I have learned so much about your beautiful country. There are many reasons why I listen to your English broadcasting programs regularly, but the most important reason is the good quality of your programs. You are my favorite worldwide broadcaster. Well, thank you so much for such touching and generous words. We'll do our best to live up to all the love and support we get from our listeners. Thank you, Murthy. We also received an email from listener Matt Kelleher in the US, who also had a very nice message for us. Uh, Here's what he wrote. Hello, I am a North American shortwave listener living in Denver, Colorado, and I wanted to take a moment to thank you for continuing to transmit shortwave broadcasts to our continent. While the chosen time and frequency... Uh, which was 15.575 megahertz uh, at 1300 hours uh, in the English language, followed by the Korean at 1400 hours UTC. Uh, It does sometimes make for difficult listening outside of the summer months. However, I have been lately able to hear the Korean language service and intend to remind myself to check for the English service when it's on. Uh, Not many nations have English service broadcasting to North America anymore, so I wanted to thank you for continuing to do so. So thank you very much, 73s. Uh, thank you, Matt, for your message. Uh, of course, 73s means uh, best regards in radio slang, so 73s to you too. Uh, we look forward to receiving a reception report from you soon. Matt also suggested a 31-meter band frequency for the U.S. for the B-17 schedule. We've made a note of this, and it will be delivered to the tech team by our producers who are listening from outside right now. Thank you, Matt. We actually received quite a few reports on 15.575 megahertz in the past week, so we'll take a look at a few of those first. Listener Michael Berger of Pennsylvania, U.S., left us an online reception report to tell us that he listened to us on 15.575 megahertz on May 3rd from 1340 to 1400 hours UTC. He used a Grundig satellite 750 receiver with a self-contained telescopic antenna, which you'll did a simple of 3 
4333. It was noted, though, that the details he had written in the comments section did not match the programs aired on today. So, Michael, if you're listening, it would be wonderful if you could double check that for us. Thank you for your report. And next up, we have a report from listener Richard Nowak, also of the US uh, in Florida. In his email, he said that he listened to our broadcast on 15.575 megahertz on May 4th from 1300 hours to 1340 hours UTC. He used an ICOM ICR75 receiver hooked up to an 80 meter off center fed dipole antenna and he rated the SIMPO uh, 35333, saying that it was a decent reception for the frequency. He gave us quite a lot of details on the programs he heard too, including the news about early voting, uh, the voting protocol and presidential hopefuls delivering their speeches. Uh, He added that at 1340 hours UTC, noise started to increase, so he could not hear what was being discussed on the language segment, uh, by which he presumably means drama lines. Uh, He also wrote, I was about to write to you because I have not been able to receive your broadcast for months. Uh, However, I was happy today, though, as I could hear KBS come through clearly. Korea is a major issue in world news now, and it is good for us to hear news and events from the source. KBS Shortwave is our best source of Korean culture and news from the Republic of Korea. Thanks for the show and your support of Shortwave. Sincerely, Richard. Well, thank you very much, Richard. Our U.S. monitor, Russell Summers, continues to keep us posted on the listening conditions in his region, as always, which is Indiana, U.S. His most most recent report was dated May 6th and 7th. And as always, he tuned into our 15.575 megahertz broadcast from 1300 to 1400 hours UTC using a Yacht Boy YB400PE receiver with a telescopic antenna. On both these days, once again, May 6th and 7th, he rated the SIMPO 2545. Thank you so much for your regular reports, as always, Russell. Listener David Wood also said that he uh, tuned in to us on 15.575 megahertz from Japan. He sent us an online reception report dated May 3rd as well, from 1350 to 1400 hours UTC. He used an uh, Elpa ER C57 receiver and rated the Simpo 55545. Uh, I guess it makes sense since Japan is on the way to the US from Korea. Uh, Thank you for your report, David. Our Indian monitor, Mohammed Shamim S., also mentioned the frequency in his monthly summary for the month of April. Regarding 15.575 megahertz, he said the frequency to North America from 1300 to 1400 hours UTC was average for reception in South India. As for the other frequencies, he wrote the frequency 9.515 megahertz at 1600 to 1700 hours UTC was loud and clear in my area in April of 2017. 9.640 megahertz was good for reception from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC in April as well. 9.880 megahertz was average for reception in his area in April of 2017. According to Mohammed, he wrote strong jamming from China Radio International. The signal strength was strong, but there was strong jamming from China Radio International. And last but not least, he said the frequency 7.275 megahertz from 1800 to 1900 hours UTC was average for reception in April of 2017 and also noted after 1830 hour UTC. The signal was good for reception. And aside from comments on the frequencies, he also wrote, uh, the Korean travelogue was excellent and educative. Uh, He also said the clips from the new Korean drama Five Enough in drama lines were very interesting. Uh, He went on to also have a request for us. He asked us to please start a program about palaces in Korea and also one about a Korean wedding traditions called K-Wedding. Thank you very much. 
Also taking a quick look at Mohammed's reception reports from last weekend. On May 6th, he listened to us on 9.515 MHz from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC, and he rated the SIMPO 4 across the board. And on the following day, he heard us on 9.640 MHz from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC once again. And uh, again, he rated the SIMPO 4 across the board, which is wonderful. On both days, he used the Grundig YB80 receiver with the long wire antenna to two in. Thank you very, very much for your regular contributions, including the monthly summaries and requests and suggestions. Thank you, Mohammed. Uh, next, we have a report from listener Angelo Pierrezza of Rome, Italy. He tuned in to us on April 28th on 7.275 megahertz from 1838 to 1847 hours UTC. He used a Texan PL660 receiver with a butternut HF9VX antenna and he rated the Simpo 52444. Uh, Angelo noted interference from China Radio International and attached an audio recording of the broadcast to the email he sent us. So thank you very much for that, Angelo. Staying in Italy, our monitor Giorgio Romanen seems to have had less luck with 7.275 MHz than Angelo. In the week ending on April 29th, he was unable to hear us on the set frequency. But he did listen to us on 9.515 MHz in the week between 1600 and 1700 hours UTC from Monday through Friday, with the simpo ranging from as low as 24322 to as high as 34433. He used an ICOM IC75 receiver with the Wyndham out antenna. Thank you for your reports, Giorgio. Staying in Europe, our listener Gerald Kalinga of Austria left us an online reception report and said he listened to us on May 8th on 9.515 MHz from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC. He used a Lextronics E1 receiver with a Gran ML3 loop antenna and the Simpo stood at 55444, which is very good. Uh, thank you very much, Gerald. All right, let's take a look at another report on 9.515 MHz. Listener Sitarta Bhattacharjee of India emailed us his report on the frequency after listening to us on April 28th. He said that he tuned in from 1600 to 1630 hours UTC and gave the broadcast an SIO rating of 433. He noted that the signal was weak on this day, adding that the reception condition was not very good. He had used a Texan P. PL660 receiver with a 20-meter-long outdoor antenna. Thank you for your report, Sitarta. Our Indian monitor, Pierre Sakar, also sent us a report on 9.515 MHz as well as on uh, 9.640 MHz. He listened to us on these two frequencies on May 6th between 1600 and 1700 hours UTC using a Texan 606 receiver with a telescopic antenna. He said that the transmission had been good in his region for the entire week and rated the Simpo 4s across the board for both frequencies. Thank you very much, P.S. Listener MS Srinivata Raju of India also sent us a report for our 9.640 MHz broadcast on May 7th. He listened to us briefly from 1450 to 1500 hours UTC using a Sony ICF SW35 receiver with the long wire aerial antenna. He rated the Simpo 3 across the board and also attached a recording of the broadcast onto the email, which we listened to, of course. Thank you very much for both your report and the audio file. Moving on to another frequency, listener Munir KP of the United Arab Emirates sent us a couple of emails recently, and in one he said he was able to catch our broadcast on 6.095 megahertz. He wrote, yesterday I found a lucky signal from 6.095 megahertz after a few months gap. However, I could hear only the final few minutes of the program. 
Anyway, it was a fantastic experience. Thank you. Uh, the reception report was dated Wednesday, May 4th, with the time of the reception ranging from 13.20 to 13.30 hours UTC. Although he said it was a fantastic experience, uh, the listening conditioning appears to have been rather poor with a simpo of 35222. He used a Texan PL660 receiver with a long wire antenna. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for your report, as well as all the recordings you've sent us. Earlier in the same week, though, Munir had sent us a separate report on our 9.880 megahertz broadcast. He wrote, "Thanks for your English service at 1400 hours UTC. It is very convenient for me to listen to KBS radio programs. 9.880 megahertz provides excellent reception at that time." On May 1st, I heard the news soul calling, including folktales and songs, on this frequency. Compared to 9.515 megahertz at 1600 hours, 9.880 megahertz. Is strong and loud. Heartiest greetings from Sharjah Emirate of UAE. He listened to us from 1404 to 1440 hours UTC, and the simpo stood at 45444. Once again, thank you very much for your reports, Munir. Next, we have an email from a monitor, Ashrafil Islam of Bangladesh, who also tuned into us on 9.880 megahertz on May 7th. Using a Grundig Yacht Boy uh, AT digital receiver uh, with a telescopic rod antenna, he listened to us on the frequency from 1400 to 1430 hours UTC, and he gave the broadcast an SIA rating of 454. Uh, he noted that the reception condition had been good, so thank you very much, Ashraful. I think we may have time for just one more report today, so let's open up a snail mail. Listeners, Hayaki Yoshinori of Japan sent us a reception log after listening to us on 9.580 megahertz from 1100 to 1200 hours KST, which converts to 0200 to 0300 hours UTC on April 23rd. He used an Iowa RM21 receiver to tune in and wrote that the simple range from 45444 to 5 across the board, which is excellent. Below, he wrote hello in Korean and introduced himself as a student living in Tokyo. Uh, then he went on to write in English. Uh, this is my first reception report for the English service. I have studied English for five years because in Japan, all students have to study English from junior high to college. But my English is not so good. Uh, my English score at school is low, so I have to study English more. So I, I have been listening to your program every Sunday since last month. Condition of your April 23rd program was great and I enjoyed it, but I couldn't understand what was being said. English education in Japan puts special emphasis on the ability to write or read, but not all schools in the country put much emphasis on speaking or listening. This is one of the main reasons that complicate communications between Japanese and English speakers from other countries. Would you tell me how Korean students study English or other foreign languages? I will listen to your program every Sunday or Saturday and practice English listening. Then I will have a beautiful future. We want to know more about Korea as well. Please continue to tell us about Korea. We, the listeners, are friends of Korea. Thank you very much. Well, first off, welcome to KBS listeners, Leon Saiki. I believe he listens to our Japanese programs because he had a for, he had the reception log uh, for the Japanese service that he crossed out and wrote English instead. Um, and good job on making the extra effort to study English. I would not have thought of this. As for how Korean students study English, so far as I know, English is taught at school from a very low grade, very young age, and many students also opt to get additional lessons after school at private 
private institutions. But I think it's safe to say that most of their studies are geared toward preparing for the college entrance exam. So I wouldn't be surprised if they excel at reading and writing while are relatively less confident with listening or speaking, just like Saiki said. And unfortunately, I'm led to believe that English is a great source of stress for many students here. And even after the college entrance test, because certain English scores are required for job applications as well, um, people continue to stress out about English, which is really unfortunate. Otherwise, it's a beautiful language. Well, Saiki, we hope you're not too stressed about your English scores and that, you know, you'll be able to improve through listening to our programs and, you know, that we will be of help to you and your beautiful future that you have plans for. Thank you for your report and we look forward to a long-lasting friendship with you. And that's all the time we have for the letters, emails, and reception reports from you today. We'll be sure to send out the corresponding QSL cards to everyone who requested. It's now time to take a peek into the KBS World Radio's mailroom with our mail correspondent, Yoon Ha Lee. Here is... Inside the Mailbox. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoon Ha Lee. In this weekly corner, I share updated information from our Facebook page, as well as news about events, and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. If you follow Korean news, you'll know that this Tuesday, May 9th, was our 19th presidential election, and Moon Jae-in of the Democratic Party was elected. We posted a photo of the newly elected president, along with a news article about the results. Also, our producer Chaeryang recorded a short clip of President Moon heading to the Blue House from his inaugural ceremony on his first day as president. You can see our producer hurriedly rolling down the car window to get the shot of the president waving at the cheering crowd. On this post, listener Fisty commented, Congratulations to South Korea. I wish the new president will do his best to better South Korea. Thank you, Fisty, for the kind message, and we also wish the same. If you'd like to take a look at the posts about President Moon, make sure to head on over to our English Service Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. Now let's move on to website directions. On May 3rd, which was Buddha's birthday, we replaced our normal programs with a special show to celebrate the day. In fact, this special program we aired was a rerun from three years ago. If you missed the program, you can always listen to it on our KBS World Radio website. On the website, scroll down towards the bottom and below our SNS buttons, you'll find the archive section. Click on more, which takes you to the archive page. On the top is a list of all the English services, special programs, and past programs. The program we're looking for is under Special Programs 2014. Click on the fourth one from the bottom that says Buddha's Birthday Special Program, 24 hours at the temple. On the Special Programs webpage, you will find an orange Listen Again button on the left-hand side. And below this button is a link to a 5-minute video explaining what temple stay in Korea is all about. 
According to the webpage, Temple Stay is becoming a means of healing for many urban dwellers who want to say goodbye to stress and win back their health and peace of mind while walking through the forests that surround the temples. Learn more about Temple Stay in Buddhism as host John Lim joins visitors from home and abroad during their Temple Stay experiences. To learn more about the Buddhist Birthday Special Program, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr English. This week, we sent out QSL cards to everyone who sent in reception reports. As I've mentioned before, we have new QSL cards for the second quarter of the year. If you'd like to receive this QSL card, please send us a full reception report, including the date, UTC hours, frequency, and simple rating. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend! Well, that's all we have for you for this week's KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Lawrence Taylor. And this has been Kim Ji-hyun. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>